Give me warp in the factor of five, six, seven, eight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we are viewing episode two of season three of Star Trek Lower Decks, The Least Dangerous Game. Now, what we do here on this podcast is review each and every episode of Star Trek in somewhat excessive detail, in addition to talking all things Trek. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined today by my fellow co-host slash Trekkie, Cal Jones. How you doing, man? You know what? As always, I am glad to be here, and I'm always happy to talk to you, my friend, so I can't wait. Yeah, man, and, and uh, talk we must, because I... <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if we have a lot to say about this, so we're going to get into it and see how she goes, I guess. Awesome. Well, I'm ready for it. All right. Let's get into our review of Star Trek Lower Decks, The Least Dangerous Game, which was written by Garrick Bernard, while Michael Mullen directed the episode. On a tropical paradise planet, Mariner questions Commander Ransom on how he structures his away team. Boindler makes a bold career decision. So for everyone listening, if you have not seen The Least Dangerous Game, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. I'll give you the right. You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you spray something. And the spoiler warning has been dropped. Thank you, Mr. Jones. And like always, we go back to Mr. Jones for the beats of the episode. Sometimes serious, sometimes comedic. Honestly, you never know. Mr. Jones, what do you have for us this week? So I have a question for you before I say it. Is it long form, short form, comedic or not? What do you say? I think you're feeling funny today. Long form, of course. You're very, you're, you're a wordy individual, sir. Let's just be honest here. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. If doing RPG, do it like TNG. That's it. If doing RPG. RPG. Well, if you're doing a role-playing game, oh, do RPG. it like the next generation. Oh, hmm. Interesting. I would definitely want to dive into that a bit more but let me go ahead and give my thoughts to the episode then i will let you you chime in but for me this is definitely one of those episodes that is ultra forgettable and honestly until i had to go back and watch it for the review i could barely remember anything about this episode now that being said there are some very star tricky things about the episode that i did like but overall i think the the balance of funny versus whatever seriousness uh, or tricky centric thing that they had in episode was kind of thrown off by the the whole Boimler thing, which I think was just um, I don't know. It was a bit too much for me. <laughs> but what about you, Mr. Jones? Any additional thoughts? So, you know, I'm not a big D&D fan. I don't get the 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 mystique of it. I don't get the. I just don't get it. And maybe I need to be educated better on it to get it better. That being said, I get what they were doing. They were trying to drop a funny, you know, Star Trek-y take on Dungeons and Dragons. I get that. I just wanted to be snarky myself and say, if you're going to do a role-playing game, 
do it like TNG. Go to the holodeck. And I know they did mm-hmm. holodeck in one of their previous seasons. I get that. But I don't know. It just kind of like fell flat for me. Yeah. One thing I do like about this group of Lower Deckers is that they're always amped up for a good board game or D&D or whatever, or D&D-esque style game that they have. Uh, that being said, uh, we can get right into it. I did kind of like what they did with this, with the whole, if we're going to take it to, uh, you know, you mentioned Holodeck, but let's take it to the future in a different way of AI and, you know, having the screen there respond to what you're saying and being interactive. Of course, we had Martok uh, there, which I think we had the original voice actor as well. <laughs> they even mentioned that they're using deep fake technology. You know, what does it even mean when you have holodecks? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I, I thought it was good. And we even got a reference to the Ferengi being the, the people who made this, you know, bootleg <laughs> Klingon style game. So, uh, wow. I don't think I laughed very much in episode, but now that I'm thinking back, I think that was a really cool, cool little bit that they had there. And, you know, I like what they did. And I liked, you know, at the end, we see the in Ferengi style and in any freemium game, you know, they're doing a rip off of any of these games you download for free. But if you want to go past, say, level three, You've got to go buy the armor. You've got to go buy some coins or whatever the case may be inside the game, whatever. Got to get the DLC. (laughs) Yes. And so you've got to get all of that. And, you know, you had the way that the episode ended playing that up with the Ferengi saying, you know, get this, get this, get this expansion, do this. So all of that I like. I, I just... I just have a question, but I'm going to hold my question until we get into it a little bit further. But I have a question I want to ask you, So, but I want to hold it. Well, well, I want to go right off of that and ask another question of you. This is more general. And we brought it up last week. You know, what is is Lower Deck supposed to be? Is it it supposed to be something to make you laugh? Is it supposed to be zany? Is it supposed to be smart, futuristic, uh, Rick and Morty style uh, show? And we had a hard time framing it. I think ultimately it's supposed to be funny. But I have to ask you, and I think this is going to be a standing question I'm going to ask for each of these Lower Deck reviews. Did you actually laugh any in this episode? No. <laughs> uh, strangely enough, I'm right there with you. I did not laugh at all. Now, I did have maybe some smiles in the episode. And I think for me, and maybe you can chime in on this, but for me, that's all to do with the references They'll make a reference to some other episode or some game uh, or something within the Star Trek universe. They make these Easter egg references or they'll flash to something that we haven't seen in a while. And I will, you know, I'll smile at that a little bit. But as far as the comedy, the jokes, I I don't laugh at them at all in this show. Mm. So you played right into my question. So let me go ahead and ask it. My question is... Is the problem, well, I actually have two questions, but the bigger question is, is the problem with the jokes that are not connecting, at least with me, at least it seems like with you, is it not necessarily the jokes, but the property tied to it? Case in point, speaking for myself, I would not want to see a sarcastic parody even if it was in canon 
of something Doctor Who. I am so into <laughs> Doctor Who that I would be offended almost for a, you know, a farting Dalek or something like that. Yeah. that you know, we had farting aliens. I get that. But but you see where I'm going yeah. with that. And for asking for you being more into Trek is part of the problem, at least for our particular subset of fandom, the fact that this we have a expectation of what we see Trek being, and this isn't that. Well, that's, that's an interesting question because we've often talked about just normal Star Trek episodes having funny moments or funny bits in them. And it's weird when, you know, I keep saying it, I think this is supposed to be a funny show. I don't know, really, I guess. So it's, it's hard when you're not laughing or don't get one good laugh per episode. That being said, again, like, what is this show supposed to be? And is it the fact that it's tied too closely to a property we love is what makes it, you know, not really resonate in that sense. I think there are plenty of clever things like, for instance, and we'll get into it, but Boimler and his um, Herodian type hunter guy <laughs> tracking him down in the ship. I thought that could have been really cool. That's a really cool concept. Now, I think it would have made more sense for me if maybe if they were on a holodeck doing this. But the fact that they're going across the whole ship and the captain, no captain would allow that. And Captain Freeman's just like, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's the guy I met earlier. And just do your thing. You know, I, I, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I know that's not what the show is, not to be serious. To me, you take that part of the episode up against a part that I felt was cleverly done with the space live and 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 ransom and mariner and the these this race of aliens there. I felt that part was cleverly done versus this outlandish Boimler thing that we had going on the ship. So I don't know. I don't know. I think parts of it you can get right, but still, you know, I don't I don't know how you have to be very clever to make something funny without destroying the nature of it. Mm -hmm. So let me let, let me tell you why I ask you that question about being the property, because I had this epiphany watching it like this big light bulb moment. And honestly, and I'm saying this on the air because it is quite true. I felt a little bit hypocritical in my disdain and dislike for lower decks but sometimes because of the crassness of it and the you know bottom um of the barrel humor etc and so forth and this is why i wanted to say was it because it was connected to the property and the reason for that is you know and a lot of people that listen to this have heard me mention a podcast a comedy podcast called oz nine yeah. that me and you have guessed on it uh, Lee Shackelford also is a character in it. Let me read you just, just a couple of the episode titles, and you'll see where I'm going with this. One of the titles of, the, of a particular episode is We Are Not Breathing the Passengers. One, another one is Great Having Chesticles. Another one is fixing the ejaculax. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so you Hello. see where so you see where I'm going? That similar concepts to some of the things that I have seen on lower decks, 
but because these aren't Star Trek things, I think they're cool. I laugh at them. I think the characters are cool. That's where I'm coming with, is it the expectation of what almost 60 years of Star Trek has put in our heads? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And it's it's hard for me because I know people that have been watching the show longer than I have that absolutely love what they're doing Lower Decks. And not to say that I hate it. I just find it hard to to laugh at sometimes. And, and right on the point you made with some of those titles you gave us, some of the humor or the stuff that's meant to make us laugh is maybe just a bit too outlandish. And to your point, because of the property. So I just I just think we have to get past that ultimately. And and I, I think I'm coming around to it this season to just take the show for what it is and try to enjoy the storylines. Again, that being said, there were there was a part of the storyline that I thought was pretty clever. And let's just take it back to Voyager days with uh, I think it was Tuvok and Neelix on <laughs> trying to fix a lift on this planet. I can't remember the episode number or name, <laughs> but you had this here in this episode where they were trying to fix this space elevator and I thought that was a cool way to tie in something we've seen before. Brilliantly done. You have these two command officers trying to fix something that an engineer can fix in probably five minutes. And just this reversal of roles, which I'm all for putting people in awkward situations and see how it plays out. So if I'm looking at it that way, I think that part of the episode, I felt it felt way more realistic. It felt like something you could see happening and we have seen happen in several Star Trek episodes where you have a culture that just doesn't gravitate to what you're doing or you have something you you shake their hand the wrong way or you say something a little bit wrong and then you're in a heap of trouble. You know, so I felt in that aspect, they really did a great job of 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 showing us that in this episode of Lord Dex. And even at the end, we had callbacks to TOS with the computer and then the baby talking <laughs> Uh, which is both of those are, are t- uh, things we've seen in TOS and other episodes, of course. So, yeah, I think they hit that part on the head. But then you have the A story and the B story. You have this other side here where let's talk about it. Bormler becoming a yes man. Now, have, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to become the yes man in any se- type of situation, whether it be work or social? <laughs> and how did that work out for you, sir? So, you know, I made the comment last week that I had this other light bulb moment that in some ways, many ways, I am sort of kind of like him (laughs) that said, I've been the person who has always not necessarily planned things out, but didn't speak up and then got pissed off because such and such didn't happen. And it's probably because I didn't speak up. So I kind of felt him and what he was doing but you know and i can't understand that want to please and that want to you know do the right thing so i so i was with him you know in that so i actually kind of liked that storyline that he had mainly because i think i could empathize with him yeah you know i mean and to, and to that point i think they did a great job with most of that storyline now I, I do also feel like they went a little bit too far with that last yes that got him into trouble. <laughs> you know, I thought they were trying to make a point. Was it well done? If that's the whole point of this yes man thing backfiring on him, I really have. I really did like that. I've been that person before to where you, 
you know, you're giving up opportunities because you're not open enough to different stuff. And <laughs> I've done enough to get me into trouble as well. We're like, ah, this is not the best thing for me. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. I agree with you. I did like that aspect of his storyline. But the whole Horogen-esque hunting on the ship, is just, you know, again, they were making a point by going too far. But by the same token, they went too far with it. Yes. Uh, so let me ask you this, and, and please feel free to hold this question if you so want to, because we absolutely can. My other of my two questions was, do these characters have the capacity for growth beyond their archetype of a character? Well, particularly with Mariner, I think they've started it with this episode. I mentioned, I mentioned in the last episode that they were very much have a trajectory for that character where by the end of this season, we can be saying, wow, they really did something with Mariner uh, having under the tutelage <laughs> now of ransom to kind of get her into ship shape. I think it's pretty cool. And I really liked how in this episode where, of course, Mariner does the Mariner thing, you know, we need to go help them down on a planet. Screw this space elevator. They're about to die. And she jumps off and, and skydives toward the planet. But I think one thing we haven't seen her do much since we've seen her on screen is she walked it back in this episode. She got on the next on on the next level she could get onto and hiked it back up to where Ransom was. So I do see that change in her character in this episode. Whereas last few seasons, I think she just would have been like F it and keep going, you know? Yes. So if that happens, I think that will make the, absurdity and the weirdness and sometimes even the crassness not be so in your face because my thing is I want to be able to go back and say go back 20 episodes go back five episodes and say wow look how much Mariner has grown wow look how different Tindy is now from Mm. where she started you can still have the hijinks you can still do the weird stuff but as this is just for me, if I can see these characters not necessarily progressing as now she's Captain Tindy or Captain Mariner or whomever, but just see as a character like next episode, Boilmer have this chance to do be the yes man, but but then make the decision, no, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing or be the yes man. But you see something build. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, let me let me ask you this. You are the comedy person. I, I, I admittedly I admittedly am not the comedy person. So that is part of my disconnect here. But can you recall any show or or it can be audio or whatever where it's been comedy? It's been a comedy show or a program, but you've seen um, substantial growth in any character. Mm, I mean, of course, I'm going to say Oz 9, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I I think a good growth in character, another example would be The Good Place, mm. uh, is a comedy that I didn't think that I would enjoy, and I watched the entire series and was very happy with it, and all the characters, it was it was about growing and, and becoming more than what you were. So that both of those are good examples. 
was the funny or the comedy surrounding that character sacrificed by said growth? No. So I think we can do it here then. <laughs> we'll leave yeah. it at that. I think we can do it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the comedy isn't the characters, in my opinion. Mm. The comedy is the situations. Mm. Look, look at one of the and and since this is Star Trek, let's talk Lucille Ball since she is the godmother, literally of uh, the fairy godmother of Star Trek yeah. as a whole. Look at the things that happened in I Love Lucy. It wasn't what Lucy was doing per se. It was the situations that Lucy was in. Mm. And the things that happened to her or the, you know, et cetera, and so forth. Now, some of it is was what she did, but you you saw ramifications of it, et cetera, and so forth. But but it was all, you know, and that's where you get sitcom from, situational comedy. Mm. So I think we've come full circle here to go back to our point. Is it just that we have a disconnect with it being in Star Trek? And and to that I don't know. I want to, what are you what are you guys listening if you're still listening at this point? What do you think about comedy in Star Trek? Is Laura Dix doing it well? Do you laugh in these episodes? Cuz I find it hit or miss. I may laugh, I may not. I do smile a lot. And 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 that's mostly due to the easter eggs of the episode and maybe not so much the actual uh <laughs> um situational comedy in the episode. Well, um you know, I, I want to go back to, uh, again, saying I think this has a place. And this is the first time I have ever even been so, quote unquote, gracious to say that this has a place. But while I was thinking all this, my thought was this is a corporate entity entity that is not going to keep producing a series that is not received by people. You know, if this was bombing we would not have had series three, season three of yeah. Lower Decks. Yep. Yeah. So we're literally the minority here, I think. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of other Easter eggs that were in the episode. Of course, we, we talked about um, um, Martok uh, in the episode at the, the board game. That was pretty cool. They mentioned Spring Ball in the, in the episode. I did like some of the actual, some of the actual things that, uh, Bormler is doing to to, to kind of move up the ladder because you know uh, we got the thing where Vindo had become captain of the Inglewood because he was being more adventurous. So you have Bormler going to play spring ball, seeing Bajoran Durges and sitting in oil, which that was weird, and the dude was creepy. But but yeah, I, I do like some of that. I thought some of that was a bit funny as well. But but yeah. Um, we had a, a little rascals, I guess, esque comment when talking about Vindo as well. He got turned back to a baby. They said, "Yeah, what?" Actually, wasn't a lot of Easter eggs in here. Now that I think about it, of course, we had the baby at the end and the 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 sentient computer, which you know that's a trope. I did get Lee Shackford vibes with the voice of God from the computer that we had <laughs> in the episode. That was funny. Yes, I, I did too. Yeah, I did too. What do you think about? having less of the mother character because she was barely in this this episode she was but i think it was just due to the nature of what was going on in the episode uh there wasn't really a lot of room for for us to see her and i don't think we have we seen um 
what's the doctor, the cat doctor? Yeah, I can't remember the doctor's name, but no, we've not Dr. Tiana. Tiana, yeah, we yeah. haven't seen her this season, have we? Mm, not at all. We've made reference to her, but not have have not seen her. Yeah. So maybe just in case they're trying to uh, focus down on Mariner and these situations a little bit more and we don't have room. I'm sure they're going to pivot back at some point. But let me add one more thing. I think I like having this dynamic with the and I can't remember his name, the the guy that's in charge of her. Ransom. Ransom. I, I, I like that more than having the mother and daughter thing that's been done to death. Yeah, because with that, she's less likely to just get away with it because she's the captain's daughter, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's less likely to be rebellious with him and more likely to listen because you don't have that innate mother-daughter, just father-son, you know, mother-daughter thing where it's you're going to butt heads regardless. Yeah, and and also it seems like they've they're slowly coming to a bit of a more of appreciation of each other. You know, you see Ransom growing up a little bit through through it all as well. So I am enjoying that and I hope it continues because, you know, we're seeing a little bit of growth there, you know, minute, but we do have some there. And, you know, one one more thing for me, I did think it was clever in the fact of he keeps doing these workout this and lifting this and that is and she's making fun of him at the beginning. But that is what is at the end saving the day because he's been working out and got the abs and they think that's awesome yeah yeah show, show them your navels <laughs> well with that let's go ahead and get your rating for the episode sir you know i'm glad we had this conversation i really am because i think i was going to give it a two before we started talking but i think throughout our conversation i'm gonna raise that to three of the guy whose name you just told me, and I can't remember. Three ransoms. Ab- Thank you. Three ransom abs out of five. Oh, man. Having this conversation with you talked me up just a little bit as well. So I'm going to be saying 3.5 skydives out of five. Awesome. Cool. Awesome sauce. Guys, what do you think about this episode if you're listening? Did, did we just miss the whole point? Did we are we just not into the funny trekky thing? I know people listening out there that love this. Let us know what you thought about this episode. You can send that in to fans at discussingtrek.com or hit us up at discussing trek on any and all social medias. And that's going to be it for this episode, guys. We're going to see you next week for the next episode of Lord X. And we also we also have Star Trek Day, which happens on this thursday so we may have some news about that and maybe some trailers as well to talk about next week right after apple day yeah what apple day yeah you know they have an apple announcement tomorrow oh really do we care iphone the next iphone (laughs) it's going to be far out that's all i know i just know you have the credit card on already you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right, go go press go press platinum to the max. That's all I'm saying. Oh, go press the iPhone. I want it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining, and until next time, live long and prosper. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.